Luke Lucas has disappeared, by the way. No one's sure where he is. No one's seen or heard from him in months. <laughs> no, oh, so, oh, no. He's an experienced Bushman, so I'm sure he's fine. Oh, really? <laughs> he's in the Yukon. Maybe he's in the Yukon. Oh, I'd love to be in the Yukon. What a bookie, and welcome to the All Our Teams podcast, the uninformed and yet equally opinionated gander into the sporting world. As always, my name is Alistair Kirk, and once again I'm joined by my two fantastic co-hosts. First up, he is the man with a van, it's Jack Green. Good evening gentlemen, good to see you both. And across the pond, thousands of miles away in person, but very close to our hearts. Call me maybe, it's Jeremy Curo. Oi, oi, how are we doing, boys? Good to see you both, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in once again. It's been a couple of weeks since we were last with you. I'd love to say we were up to some exciting events, hence our reason for not being with you last week. But uh, if anything, Jack just had to go and make a living, uh, which was uh, thoroughly disappointing for the rest of us. <laughs> but we're back. We're back. Remember, we are on Instagram at all our teams if you want to see Jack's. One tweet, please, one <laughs> our Twitter page. Um, I don't even know what it's called. I'm assuming it's all our teams, but please come find us there. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Pods. If uh, you do listen to us on Apple Pods, please give us a five-star rating, even if you hate us, even if you cannot stand the sound of my ridiculous Scottish accent, uh, please just give us five stars. You'll get a free pint in Canada. It'll get some algorithms moving, and we would be very, very grateful. And, boys, I think we should start with the feedback that we've received because friend of the show, Christian, uh, who'll be making an appearance later, Jeremy, uh, he sent us some uh, some lovely news. Is that a cue to me? Did he send us something? Yeah, sorry, Jeremy. I thought uh, I was just going to get you to talk about your, your buddy Christian, but it's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> Jeremy, you're well, right I'll be honest. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're alluding to the right, the. Well, I thought like Christian. He said news. that it was a, he was our top podcast listened to in 2020. Oh, that yeah, I forgot we were talking about that. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy, do you even listen to the start of the podcast, or do you just do you just zone out? Let Zoom me talk out. for 20 minutes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just well, wait for a gap well, in conversation and hope that's the. <laughs> Well, Christian, uh, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. Um, no, no, Jeremy, please. No, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't discuss this in the rundown. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, our our buddy Christian has sent us that uh, we're the number one podcast to listen to on Spotify this year. So big ups to Christian. Thanks for that. Thank you, Christian. Absolutely. Uh, that was very much worth the wait uh, for Jeremy to figure out where we were. Um, but no, Christian, that is fantastic. And yeah, a uh, buddy of mine at work, Dennis, I have to be honest, uh, I didn't even know he listened to the show. Uh, he messaged me today at work. Obviously, we're all working from home thanks to this pandemic. And he just IM'd me uh, saying that the, all our teams was his in his top five most listened to podcasts uh, for this year. And that, uh, you know, he was asking when the next one was coming out. So that was 
a great uh, way to start my day. Um, so thank you to Dennis, shout out to him and uh, he has uh, posed a question for later on as well to do with one of my teams that are struggling. Uh, Jack Green, were you waving at me or were you just uh, playing with your, your lovely hair? I'm actually tickling my own ear. But <laughs> This is a weird okay, one today. So, this is definitely uh, this a weird is, one. Yeah, this is going well. So, so far for the ladies and gentlemen, after two weeks, we've got Jeremy, who it turns out doesn't listen to the podcast even when we're recording it. And Jack has an itchy ear. So, what's on the cards this evening, boys? Well, we're going to update the listeners on how bad our teams are. And boy, are some of them pretty damn terrible. Uh, we have a lot of sport to catch up on. We've got two weeks worth. Uh, we uh, will fail to answer your questions. I mean, we failed to start the podcast in a <laughs> normal manner, so I doubt we'll answer your questions. We've got Yale's Surprise of the Week. This is a new segment. I'm excited for that one. Uh, Jeremy uh, will attempt to emulate the late Alex Trebek before we delve into some of our favourite top threes. But, boys, it's our um, podcast tradition. Let's kick off with our teams uh, and the team that we call the New York Jets, Jeremy Curo. Tell us about them. Yeah. Another week, another loss. A stat here for you. Tyreek Hill had 269 receiving yards last week. Uh, that's more than the Jets' entire offense has put up in over half their games this year. <laughs> oh, so. my God. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So one step closer to getting that first pick. Really just got to hope that Jacksonville wins another game or the Jets don't win one at all or they will be pushed back to pick number two. Uh, this isn't related to how they're doing, and I don't know the context of it, but I saw that Jets rookie receiver referred to Philadelphia as, quote, dirty-ass, trash-ass city, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, on to the Raptors. Uh, appears they'll be playing in Tampa this year, which is not what I would have thought. I was still hoping for Kansas City to get Mahomes as a fan, but that's okay. Uh, a lot of strip clubs apparently in Tampa. We know some people that would be a fan of that. Uh, they re-signed Fred Van Vliet, which was their most important thing to do this offseason. However, they did lose Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka. Uh, USC Trojans, they're 3-0 and right now. Uh, their last game against Colorado was cancelled, uh, but they have uh, Jack's Washington State old crimson or whatever coming up this week so <laughs> that should be interesting by the way old crimson is just the name of the flag that they wave so old yellow. uh yeah hopefully the flag doesn't get shot at the end <laughs> uh the maple leafs nhl still trying to figure stuff out i don't think they know when they're going to start where they're going to play or what so we'll save that for a future podcast but here's to hoping that there's a canadian division because i think the leafs would be the favorite in that yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool to see a Canadian division uh, with the popularity in your home country. Um, yeah, I was going to say, Jeremy, uh, I was uh, stunned by my um, fluky prediction that Mark Gasol would go to the LA Lakers by just joking mm -hmm. that he would go to the LA Lakers and then all of 12 hours later he actually signed for them. So I feel partly responsible for that. Um, Jack, uh, talk to me about your teams. Well, um, Norwich have finally realised that they're not supposed to win games, which is good. Um, though I, I got sent a, a very interesting picture of the, the squad numbers rundown from the start of the season with 32 first-team players on it. And they've scratched out at the time, this was last week, of all the players that are either injured or suspended. And of the 32, there was 11 players fit to play. Um, so a lot of injuries in the team still top of the league somehow drew with Coventry on the weekend and lost 3-1 to Luton last night which is 
back to normal form. So, you know, should I guess in that way be happy that there's some to Luton, the Jags uh, quarterback. He's playing, <laughs> uh, well he's playing for well North be. against it's North. About the same kind of quality in there, Jess. Um, also, uh, also home to a really bad airport, just in case you were yeah. wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bills um, wandered to a win against the Chargers last week. Um, some very interesting play calling from the Chargers. We discussed it in the group chat. Um, what they were doing at the end of the game. They needed two scores and they decided to... to Play a you know to to run the ball uh, from like I don't know sixteen yards out or something like that just a crazy crazy decision and then they let the clock pretty much run out they just killed the game themselves so they they obviously decided they didn't want to win um so bills bills are looking good though um some tough games coming up but I think the the playoff spot is probably nearly guaranteed now Miami still creeping over the shoulder. Seattle Sounders have made the Western Conference Final again with a 1-0 win over FC Dallas. It's becoming more routine than anything right now um, for Seattle Sounders to do well in the playoffs. Um, hopefully we get to another final, but you know, um, I don't even know who they're playing in the, the conference final, if I'm brutally honest. <laughs> so I should probably start paying more attention. Um, someone who I have paid a bit more attention to, uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Um, my attention has clearly been wasted in in this particular direction as the 40 plus COVID cases within the Minnesota ranks have cancelled the last two games so the season is effectively over um, so yeah, maybe I should spend some more time watching the teams that are actually playing sport um, but it's been good <laughs> Oh, I wish people sorry, could boys. see Jack right now because oh. as he's talking about how bad all his teams are, he's just leaning back like so casual. For a man, for a man that refuses to support any team that's good, you seem so despondent that your teams are so bad. It's oh, oh god, that was I really enjoyed that. Thank you, Jack. Um, anything else you'd like to get off your chest? Or <laughs> no, I'm okay just now. Yeah, that's it's all right. I'm, I'm living with it. Oh, I would like to say I do wish the listener could see us too because just the way your camera is tonight, Jack, and you've got nothing behind you, you do look like you've been taken hostage. <laughs> oh, God, right. Send the ransom money now. Right, boys, this is just ridiculous tonight. We are so silly. Jack, thank you. Jeremy, thank you. As for my teams, a quick rundown. Heart of Midlothian, lost. Edinburgh Rugby, lost. Arizona Cardinals, lost. West Virginia Mountaineers basketball, lost. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineers football, COVID. That's not gone well. Uh, but there is one team salvaging uh, salvaging my week, and that is my beloved Tottenham Hotspur. Now, we did uh, what Tottenham do best in Europe. Uh, we drew 3-3 with Austrian giant Lask. Jeremy, don't worry. I also have no idea who this team are. But we have qualified for the knockout stages of the Europa League. But I want to focus on the league. We are top of the table. Unbelievable. Tottenham Hotspur are top of the table. Um, and Jose Mourinho... The, the the magician, whatever, the special one, whatever he likes to call himself. Uh, it looks like he might be back. Um, we're currently equal on points with uh, your beloved Liverpool, Jeremy. How he, however, the difference is the season we can defend. Spurs can defend again. Um, and it's... It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's great. It's great to see. Um, we've also got the combination of Kane and Son up front who have just been... It, it's like they're... Remember the Sedin twins uh, and how they, you know, they would... 
they just knew what the other guy was going to do. Ah, there's that brilliant clip of them like drinking water on the you know on the bench at the same time and doing the same move. It's like Kane and Son know what the other's going to do. They're just if Kane crosses a ball, Son is always there. It's absolutely brilliant. But no, I'm I'm just incredibly pleased with Spurs. Uh, watch the highlights of the Chelsea game on my lunch today. Match of the day two, we're, we're just highlighting just the defensive qualities that have come into Spurs and uh, and the, um, you know, players like uh, Musa Sissoko, who for, for a while was kind of lambasted as being a bit of a joke and how much of a difference he's making to that squad. It's these sort of unsung heroes, you know, Kane and Son, as I said, they're the guys that are always going to get the credit. Um, shout out as well to Hugo Lloris. Uh, Jack, as you will know, Lloris kind of dropped off a cliff a little bit. I think he maybe had something wrong in his personal life. He got caught drink driving spectacularly. Um, I think very lucky that he's a professional athlete because they charged him. Uh, they just fined him like uh, an outrageous amount of money. I think if he was Joe regular, he would have gone to jail possibly because he was that intoxicated. His form went. He made that huge mistake in the World Cup, but he's back this year. He's been. He made some great saves in that Chelsea uh, game, and he is the captain of the squad. So. Things coming together nicely for Spurs boys. Um, will it be the same in a few months' time when we pod? Almost certainly not, but I'll enjoy it for now. Uh, but I wanted to pose, Jack, you a very quick question here. Um, I was listening to uh, uh, Football Weekly or whatever the hell it's called, the Guardian Football Weekly, um, and they were posing the question that potentially at the minute, uh, Jeremy's beloved Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp and my beloved Spurs and Jose Mourinho, the two of them are kind of Switching positions because Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho is basically just trolling. He just trolls. He just sort of, you know, he knows that he's lying to the media, but he doesn't care. A little bit like Jurgen Klopp has done in the past. Uh, and now Jurgen Klopp is kind of losing the head. He's getting losing his temper with the schedule. He looks a bit more stressed. It's almost like he, uh, a bit like we saw when when Mourinho at Chelsea started to fail the. The second time round, I wanted to just, do you agree with that? Or is that just a bit a bit unfair and a bit of a soundbite? Um, I agree to some extent. I think Mourinho's having a good time. And when he's winning, he's he's obviously, he's always been a lot calmer in the media and, and had a lot of fun with it, especially when he was a lot younger with his days at Porto and the first time at Chelsea. But um, I think... I think Klopp's just—he's—I just, mean—he is pissed off. He's obviously making a big, a big thing about the the scheduling and and how it's all to do with the the way that the uh, you know the the twelve thirty kickoffs after a Wednesday night in Europe. And um, I was actually listening to to Talksport on the radio, and and they were going through this, and apparently it's actually up to the clubs to sell their games as available to the league, who or to sorry, not to the league to the the broadcasters who then choose when for them yeah. to play. So it's actually yeah. Liverpool's fault that they have this many games on Sky <laughs> at the wrong time. It's the, well it's not you know it's obviously not Jurgen Klopp and it's not his players and they're the ones that that feel the worst of it, but it's the club that have decided money is more important than the player's fitness. Um so I understand that Jurgen Klopp's pissed off and he he is you know every right he's pissed off in every direction. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's getting no help from anywhere. His players are all dropping like flies. And they're not going to win the league this year because they don't have the squad that they need to do it as well as playing in the Champions League and maybe looking at cups. So I would be. I I, I get why he's like that. It's It feels a bit strange for Jurgen Klopp to be so cynical, I think, because he's normally so light-hearted and, and everything kind of just runs into a joke. And it, so it's, it's a shame that they've made that of Klopp. But... I think he's he's coming from the same place that anyone would in that position, um, but 
that's the world he, he lives in being in one of the best teams um, and he's going to have to he's going to have to deal with it maybe the club needs to pump some money and, and buy some more players it's interesting I, I've heard others make the argument and, and sort of to play devil's advocate just a little bit not really to yourself Jack because I totally agree with everything you were saying there but a lot of people are saying that of course the likes of Liverpool have been able to that, you know, their success has been aided by the fact that they, they earn a lot of money off TV revenue every yeah. year. And, you know, for Jurgen Klopp, I appreciate it. He, you know, Jurgen Klopp's the sort of guy you want to be managed by. He cares about his players. You genuinely can see he actually does care about them. They're not a number to him. So sure, he cares about the injuries. And we've spoken about on this podcast, the injuries in so many sports this year, it's, it's just absolutely horrible. But of course, Liverpool as a club have benefited from TV deals. They've benefited from being, you know, um, peak uh, games on a Saturday afternoon, which, I'm, you know, the, the TV networks here in the UK will pay more for. And I'm assuming the TV networks abroad also pay a premium for. So, so of course, I, I do think football teams have to remember a lot of the time that they, they are only able to succeed and have the money and the, 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 the power that they have because the TV networks are willing to pay so much. But Jeremy, as we know in the in, in North America, much of a different uh, structure, you've got teams, um, you know, I mean, Major League Baseball, they play about 400 games a year. Uh, basketball, you know, there was even a complaint of just moving it down to what, 72 games this year because of TV money. But when it comes to the NFL, is there, you know, is there any complaints with teams having a Sunday Thursday schedule, or is it just a known thing so coaches and, and players just get on with it without much of a fuss? You mean during regular times or with the funky correct, schedule? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, no re- regular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah a non-COVID year. Yeah, it, a team that really only plays on a Thursday once a year. They might play twice, and then they can be scheduled, you know, um, Monday or something the following week to give them uh, a little bit extra time. Um, so no, no, no. You never really hear that. That's a big deal. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what does happen this season, though, boys. I, I do hope Spurs can keep it going. But uh, I saw a, a, a funny tweet uh, this week. Where we're not doing funny tweets this week, but I did see one because Spurs have been uh, uh, we've been drawn against eighth tier uh, Marine FC, who, uh, who are from like the Liverpool <laughs> region in the FA Cup. And I saw somebody tweeting out saying that only only Tottenham Hotspur could be top of the league, but still be worried that they're going to get pumped out the cup by an eighth <laughs> tier amateur team. Because if there's any team that will get knocked out by a postman and a bank manager, <laughs> it is Tottenham Hotspur. And on that uplifting note for myself, we're almost already into the sports chat. Let's see things that caught our eye from the world of sport, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sticking with us through that silliness of the start, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Cudrell, would you like to kick us off? Sure. So I know we're not doing Twitter this week, but the first thing I saw that, that cracked me up was from Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, it took place after the uh, Green Bay Packers beat down the Chicago Bears last Sunday night, I think it was. And Tariq Cohen, the injured running back for the Bears, tweeted after the game, thought if I didn't watch, we would play better. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I often think that too. And then, uh, you know, I, I've just tuned into the Jets game and they've, they've let up a touchdown and I figure it's my fault. But obviously that's a ridiculous <laughs> way to think. Um, lots of stuff going on in the world of college football right now. The Heisman Trophy rankings are all over the place. First, it was Trevor Lawrence was the big favorite. Then the Big Ten started. Justin Fields was the big favorite. Uh, after his worst uh, game yet, Fields has fallen back a little. And Kyle Trask, the Florida Gators quarterback, is now 
by far the betting favorite to take home the award. He's putting up huge numbers, three, four, five touchdowns a game. I think he had six touchdowns a few week ago, few weeks ago, sorry, when the backup quarterback uh, tweeted at halftime, if we remember that. <laughs> um, also making an appearance in the uh, Heisman favorites, my guy Devontae Smith out of Alabama, who, as we discussed in our group chat, is going up against Ali's boy, Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback out of LSU this weekend. My boy. And that should be a matchup of, in my opinion, the best receiver in the country versus the best cornerback in the country. Now, Alabama, I think, is a 26 or 27-point favorite against LSU this year, which is pretty much unheard of. If you remember, LSU beat them very handedly last year um, when they met during the regular season. So uh, that'll be something to look forward to. Maybe we could do a little side wager on that if you're interested, Ali. Yes. Yes, I imagine I imagine you're teeing me up to fail here, but I'm okay with that. No, um, no. I do. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I do. We'll, I do think I owe you something like 120 Canadian dollars from across our sort of six, seven years of friendship. Oh yeah, that's that right. I've, I've, been, no, I yeah. collected my. Uh, oh, I collected you did. Really, my yeah, you came to Scotland. I actually, I forgot did, about actually, that. Yeah, yeah. For the listener, Jeremy <laughs> travelled all the way to Scotland, and the rumours are it was simply to pick up his debt from me. So good <laughs> on you, Jeremy. Uh, what else did you see in the world of sports? Anything? Yeah, on to the NBA. Uh, the crazy trade of uh, Russell Westbrook for John Unbelievable. Wall. Unbelievable! Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! And I think it's a really interesting move. They're very similar players. You know, they're uh, unbelievably athletic, rim-attacking point guards, and neither are exceptional shooters. In fact, Westbrook is one of the worst long-range shooters uh, of any high-level guard that I've ever seen. Um, I think it's a better trade for Washington, bringing in Russell Westbrook to play with a guy who can score from anywhere, including the outside, like Bradley Beal. I like it for them. I don't really know what they're thinking in Houston. I guess, you know... Just trying to change things up. I think it's inevitable that James Harden will be gone soon, and they just want to revamp that entire team. But if Wall can return to you know eighty percent of what he was before those gruesome injuries, then he'll still be a very good player. You know, I'm not super um, optimistic he can get back after an Achilles injury, especially for a point guard. Um, It might be more like a post-injury Derrick Rose sort of situation. But uh, Wall's always an exciting player, so (laughs) if nothing else, things have been shaken up a little bit. It's interesting, uh, Jeremy, because so for context for, for, for any listener who does, who's not aware, so uh, John Wall hasn't played since December 26th, 2018 against the Detroit Pistons uh, when life was uh, completely normal um, back in the day. What's also interesting, similar players, a very similar contract. Uh, Westbrook has $133 million left over the next three years. Uh, John Wall has $132 million over the next three years. Um, what I'm interested in as well is what happens with Bradley Beal at the Wizards, um, will, will this affect him? Will this affect the way he plays on the court? Will How will his relationship with Westbrook work? You kind of alluded to it there. But also, yeah, it, it, I, I was listening to um, the NBA podcast from The Athletic and they were sort of making the um, observation that Washington isn't a place that gets free agencies, you know, much like Charlotte. Um, and the reason that they've got John Wall and they've got Bradley Beal is they drafted them and then they paid them huge, huge contracts to keep them. Uh, of course, the John Wall contract could be seen as maybe a bit of a, a dud, but, you know, you can't predict an injury. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be fascinating because I agree with you. I think John Harden's on his way. Uh, he's on his, he's going, Harden's going. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where he's going, but um but he's, he's, he's going to go soon. Um, I don't know. The supergroup in Brooklyn, that'll be the next one, as we've said before. Uh, yeah, exactly. But no, um, 
yeah, very. I, I was stunned to wake up to the news uh, because I, I feel like it came out of nowhere as well. There was—I mm-hmm. don't think there was any talk about it. Um, uh, one last point I'll put as well was I did see an article today that said that potentially Harden had been um, had been um, uh, spoken to about it, and he had said that you know he would he would prefer to play with John Wall than Russell Westbrook, but that might just be a journalist trying to get their name out there. So, yeah, Jess. Yeah, you mentioned this super group in Brooklyn, and that sort of segues into my uh, last NBA point here, is that the Lakers have absolutely reloaded their roster. Uh, They lost, you know, has been Dwight Howard and never was JaVale McGee at center. Uh, And they upgraded to to Marc Gasol, who's, uh, you know, former defensive player of the year, former champion. He's not what he once was, but he's still a very good player. And as the fourth or fifth option of the Lakers team, he should be very good. They also added Dennis Schrader. They added Wes Matthews, uh, sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell. If anything, they're a more talented team than last year. So while I don't really like to cheer for them, I will be on their side if it comes down to them versus Brooklyn. JaVale McGee, I think, what, now three times NBA champion? Vince Carter, none. It's an odd world. It's an odd world. Something like that. Well, boys, I'm interested to see how the Lakers will do. I, I, I myself want to bring up some of the uh, of the NBA offseason because it has been fairly impressive. Um, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, taking all the headlines today. However, LeBron James, he signed a Supermax with the Lakers four-year, $153 million deal. Anthony Davis, he's got a five-year, $189 million. I, what form of luxury tax are they paying on that? Um that must be absolutely outrageous. Did you hear, Jeremy, the chat on Kelly Oubre going to Golden State? He's going on like, I don't know, $14, $15 million a year. But because of the tax, he's basically costing the Golden State Warriors $80 million. For Holy year, shit. Which is insane. Uh, I mean, I like Kelly Oubre. He was brilliant at the Suns. But that is ludicrous to bring a guy in who isn't going to be... Well, he's not Clay Thompson. Let's put it that way. And good news, boys. Good news. Friend of the show, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's found a home. <laughs> He has found a home. It's not in Milwaukee, uh, who are now being investigated for tampering, having butchered a sign-and-trade deal uh, in this, the most ridiculous way ever. Uh, he's gone to Atlanta, who have made some off-season moves, so that will be interesting to see. Um, boy, some other things I saw in the world of sport. Uh, Chris Collingsworth has uh, had to apologise for being blown away that women understand the NFL. Uh, last night in the Steelers-Ravens game, he... Uh, but he just made a uh, made a comment uh, saying that he was uh, surprised. Basically, I think when when women asked him about the NFL or knew stuff about the NFL, I should say, um, I think he was just he he misspoke. He misspoke. I'm sure he didn't mean it. Jeremy Curo. My dad's hated Collinsworth since like the '86 Olympics, so he'll be happy to hear that he had to apologize <laughs> oh for something. <laughs> that is brilliant. That is a long-standing grudge. Well, it turns out your father, a very wise man, because it turns out <laughs> Collinsworth is a complete idiot. Because in 2020, he managed to fail to realize that uh, misogynistic terminology isn't very welcome in sport these days. Uh, other things I, I saw. Uh, none of this is really that that relevant to to the the global picture. But uh, David Beckham, he has uh, had his picture digitally aged to become a 70-year-old man for a malaria campaign. And the reason I bring this up is, what the hell has that got to do with malaria? 
uh, it's just effectively mocking people who didn't make it to 70 because they caught malaria. So that seems like an odd one from Beckham. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he's come out and said that he's got uh, 1% better every day since his ACL surgery. Did some maths on that. That means he'll be fit six weeks after the Super Bowl. So it's, it's probably not that great. Um, odd way of wording your recovery. Uh, Leandro Ball has signed with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, this means that all three ball children are now in the NBA. Is this right? Yeah. Jeremy? Yeah, okay. Good luck to the balls. Uh, <laughs> and my favorite one was Rick Pitino, who is a basketball coach at Iona College, which I'd never heard of till today. It's in Rochester, New York, for anyone who's interested, I think. Uh, but he tweeted that uh, the college basketball game, uh, their college basketball game for this weekend, has been cancelled because of COVID. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the picture that was used of him in the news article was of Mr. Patino uh, wearing his mask, but it not covering any of his face, uh, which might explain exactly why the team has COVID. So good work to him. And to the team. But the big news, uh, boys, that I saw this week was, of course, uh, Roman Grosjean in, in the F1 um, and his miraculous survival. Um, a horrible crash in Bahrain. And uh, I wasn't watching the, the race live. It's on uh, Pace, you know, uh, Sky Sports over here, which is a pay TV channel, which I don't have anymore. But uh, the race had just started, first lap. Grosjean clips uh, Russian uh, Danny Kivia and he goes, he heads straight first into into one of the Armco barriers. My good friend Jody Paul, friend of the show, messaged me saying there's been a huge crash in the F1, a car's exploded. I went straight on to Reddit and found uh, uh, found the clip and I was I was horrified. Um, and I, without sounding too overly morbid, I thought I had seen the second, I, I thought I'd watched somebody die in, in, a, in a racing accident. Um, I'll bring up a little later a race I was watching live earlier this year where I, where I also thought the same. Um, just some stats for you. So Grosjean went in, I mean, if you haven't watched it, uh, maybe don't. It's absolutely horrifying, but it's, it's a remarkable uh, escape for the man. He, he, hit the, he hit the Armco barrier 137 miles an hour and he hit at a force of 53 Gs. Now I've been told that... Um, fighter pilots can pass out at 60 g's that's how hard he hit this barrier uh the car exploded it split in half he was trapped within the car for 28 seconds we and this was a fireball you could not see him for the fire he eradicated himself now the marshals who are all volunteers guys who and girls who marshal at motorsports they they just they, they just they just volunteer because they're passionate for the sport one of them could have easily been killed in this accident, but it's the reaction, you know, they, they all duck for cover and then instantly get up, pick up their safety gear and they go to aid Roman Grosjean. The medical car, um, uh, which, which follows the, the race on lap one for these very moments, uh, taking a doctor, they arrived at the scene, they were straight out with fire extinguishers. I mean, that wasn't part of their job, but they just instinctively did it. Um, and Grosjean, uh, you know, in uh, the miracle of miracles, to use a term that is overused at times, he just walks out of the fire. He literally just emerges from the fire and it is unbelievable. Um, now, what's really interesting about this is Grosjean suffered second degree burns on his hands, which, which is terrible, but he didn't break a bone. He didn't even break a bone. And he was in a car that hit effectively a wall at 137 miles an hour, and then exploded. But he was saved by one thing, and that's the halo device. Um, 
Formula One implemented the Halo device, which is a safety device that goes around the cockpit of an F1 car. Uh, for, for everyone who's listening, if you just imagine it's, a, it's the open cockpit, it protects the driver's head. It was brought in after the death of Jules Bianchi back in 2015, 2014-2015 uh, at Suzuka. Um, where unfortunately he got a severe head injury and lost his life. Without the Halo, uh, Grosjean would have been killed. But what was fascinating is Roman Grosjean was actually against the Halo when it was first implemented, like many drivers were and like many fans were. We don't like change. Humans are inherently against change. That argument is gone. That argument will never come up again. Nobody will ever criticise this device because Roman Grosjean, it doesn't matter if you're 18 or you're, or you're 50, uh, nobody goes to race to die. But he is a father of, of two young children and he walked away from the most horrifying crash the, the, the Formula One has seen in, in well, uh, since Jules Bianchi. Um, what was interesting was the race was uh, delayed for 80 minutes. Uh, they fixed the barrier. They knew Grosjean was okay. He was in hospital at this point. They got back to racing. On the uh, first lap back racing, Canada's own uh, Lance Stroll flipped his car. Uh, so you would really uh, think by that point you might just give up on the race. I did like Lance Stroll's uh, um, cockpit commentary where he just radioed his team very calmly to say, guys, I'm upside down. (laughs) Don't know what they were meant to to do with the information, but but he was. He was very much upside down, and that was his race gone. But um, back in February, I saw Ryan Newman in a horrendous crash. I was watching live the Daytona 500, one of the greatest races you can watch. and uh, Newman flipped on the final lap right in front of the line. He got clipped. His car flipped upside down. He was hit in the driver's door head on with a, uh, with, an, with another car. Uh, Corey LaJoy hit him. And it was one of those crashes where the commentators, you just knew they knew it was bad. They, they were, at one point, one of the commentators was actually holding back tears. Um, what was remarkable was Ryan Newman was saved by a bar that was in the top of his car. The reason that was implemented was because in 2003, Ryan Newman himself had been in such a bad crash that the roof had caved in on his car and it was recommended that this bar be put in. So 17 years later, his life was saved by the same bar uh, that was recommended after his original crash. So I think what we can take from this is life is a lottery. But yeah, Roman Grosjean's crash, um, it's its one of the most insane things I've ever seen and, and genuinely... It can only be luck that he walked away from it. I don't know if either of you uh, boys have any thoughts. I know we've been speaking about it for about 20 minutes, uh, my love of motorsport, but um, not a nice thing to see, but uh, he's, he was back at the track just the other day there. Obviously, he's not going to be driving, but he went back to to see to see uh, friends and see all you know uh, those who helped them uh, get out the car. Um, it's a remarkable story, uh, which could have been horrible. It's pretty crazy. I haven't watched it. Um, you, you guys messaged about it right away, and there's no no way I was getting on there to see. Um, there's not really an easy way to you know segue to something a bit nicer, but you mentioned second-degree burns, and I believe listener of the show Yale once got second-degree burns on the top of his feet during the summer that he worked out at the beach here. So maybe we get some confirmation <laughs> on that from Yale after he listens to this. Get the true story behind what happened there. Yale's burn of the week. That's a new nice one. I look forward to. Um, right, Jack Green. I I think I spoke for about forty minutes on that subject. Please edit at your will. And also, the floor is yours. Yeah, uh, I've got a few things that we we've, we've touched on a little bit already as well. I will say just one thing about Grosjean's crash. Just the fact that the car split in half and he still survived <laughs> is unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, it is. Yeah, it's, it was wasn't a very nice watch. 
Jack, what's interesting on that is uh, people are questioning how did the car split? Why did it split? It shouldn't have done that. So um, they are investigating the crash. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. But um, just because he miraculously survived doesn't mean there won't be questions afterwards of things that could have been done better. So, yeah, sorry, please. No, definitely. Um, I won't see me getting in one of them. That's so fair. My, car's, <laughs> my car goes fast enough. Um, <laughs> um, you drive up, was it a Renault, a Renault Modus, is it? That's actually, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's my nan's car. There you go. Some sort of grown up I am. Anyway, um, so we've touched on a few of these already, so I've got to those first. Um, Marine have made the FA Cup third round and have been drawn <sighs> against Tottenham, as Ali has mentioned. Um, Incredible. For those that don't know the FA Cup um, or what it means to, to, to English football, it, it is the biggest cup competition in English football, potentially in the world from what the way that it starts with all the prelim- preliminary rounds that p- teams have to go through to actually get to the ultimate, which is the third round when all the premier league and championship teams are entered into the tournament. Um, Marine have gone through seven games to get to this point, uh, to be able to play against Tottenham Hotspurs. They are from the seventh tier of English football in the Isman, Ismian, Northern League. Lisbon, um, something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, which is an incredible feat. Um, a, a brilliant moment on the news of, of the goalkeeper running down to the local co-op to pick up beers, to take back to the locker room, to, to have take a few celebration drinks with the, with the boys after the game, and uh, also of a bloke sitting in a tree over the stand, which is obviously <laughs> fairly small because they're a small team. Um, in, for 120 minutes, he sat in a tree in his back garden to watch this game, so... Good for him. Amazing. Amazing. Um, another one we touched on briefly, uh, the Ravens the Ravens and Steelers debacle that has been this week. Um, it went from being Thursday night football to Sunday night football to Monday night football to Tuesday night football to Wednesday afternoon football. Um, Jurgen Klopp would have been fucking furious. Well, he would be pretty happy, actually, because he got a week out of it instead Truth. of playing two days later, you know. So he would have been... Jurgen Klopp needs to have a word. Um, it wasn't the best game in the end, to be honest. The Steelers couldn't catch the ball, and half the Ravens' lineup was gone. Um, nice to see RG3 back in the lineup. Um, he actually did a few decent little things there. In Jeremy's face there, just like no. Steelers have made uh, it all the way to eleven and O. First question that is you've got a pen from that is: Do you think they can do it? Can they go sixteen and O? Can they go nineteen and O? Who's, who's who's up on their schedule? Uh, so the Steelers have no. to play Washington. Got Bills in two weeks' time. Jack's beloved Bills. Yeah. Uh, who's up next? Uh, Joe Burrowless Bengals. Oh, that's an easy win. The Colts. And then the Browns. And then they end with the Browns. So oh. I think that the Bills are the only team that would offend me. I think. I think Cleveland yeah. go beat them on the last game of the season. Yeah, it could happen. It will work. They got unlucky. They lost Bud Dupree for the rest of the season after already losing their other linebacker, um, Devin Bush. So they still have TJ Watt. So they still have uh, an edge presence there and a good linebacker, but uh, it's going to be difficult. Uh, Ali, you have a remark? I have a question. Uh, Which of the the Watt brothers would you take? Uh, TJ, because I think he's about seven or eight years younger. And he might be better. That is a very rational answer. Thank you for that, Jeremy. Or the other third brother, who's a fullback, which is 
not exactly an important position. That's like the uh, it's like Will Smith. You know, he's got, like he's the, got like the other the other son who's like just normal. Oh yeah, you know, it's not it's the Leandro Ball of. I thought you were going to say that Will Smith was a fullback and you were about to go on some sort of like previous football history. No, oh, but no, fun fact for you. Uh, uh, ball, father ball, Lord LeVar ball. Is it LeVar ball? I didn't know what you were saying there, but yeah, LeVar ball, Sorry, yes. Yeah. I got ball, you, yeah, LeVar. He, he played, he played uh, NFL for the London Monarchs in NFL Did he Europe. really? Wow. He was based over in the UK for a year. So. No way. That man yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you know, stay. Remember in the, the idiot metal uh, kid. He's the one for a bit, though. If he came all the way over here. Oh, yeah. yeah Sorry, he did. that was poor. Yeah, uh. He's probably in the wrong lane because we drive on the left-hand side of the road. Anyway, we digress, Jeremy. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> the balls. Um, the the balls. Uh, the Steelers before that. Right, the yeah, Steelers. The what's the balls? The Steelers. Who would win a fight, the balls or the uh, Watts? I think the Watts might take that. Just <laughs> yeah, the Watts. I think. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. We've lost control but, again, Jack. Um, I won't delve too much in it because uh, I'll, I'll bring up a little bit more about that later on. Um, so fans returned to EFL games, so English Football League games. So that's the the second, third, and fourth tiers of English football this week, midweek. Um, <laughs> the the biggest matchups, including Wickham and Luton. So not exactly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not Jeremy's the world here, but the point Jake is that there were fans in stands. Um, you know, a thousand people got to watch Norwich lose three-one to Luton. So there's there's great things happening. Um, Premier League games will have fans in the stands, depending on where the the teams are from and the tier system. We won't go into it. Um, it's nice to see it. I've always been, you know, on the the more cautious side of fans being in stands. Um, but I think now that it feels with the, the a corner being turned with COVID, maybe maybe it is about time that we start doing this properly and getting fans in stands. Um, good for the, the smaller clubs. They need it very much as well. Um, Jack, a club who, who doesn't need it because they're not small is Tottenham Hotspur. But I think Spurs are going to be allowed 2,000. I mean, 2,000 people in that stadium. I mean, you could have one in every corner. Obviously, that's not correct. But like, I mean, it's... There, if if you're allowing people in bars and restaurants, if you're allowing people over Christmas to shop in shops, you 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 have to get to a point now where we allow people into stadiums where they're socially distanced, wearing masks, food and beverage aren't for sale. You're just literally in the stadium. You watch the game and you leave. And if you take, um, I I don't know how teams in England are doing it, but when Edinburgh Rugby up here in Edinburgh, um, were one of the first, were, were they were they were the first team in, in in not just Scotland but the UK to allow fans back into a stadium, um people were given time slots to arrive at the stadium. You had to arrive yeah. in your time slot. So there's ways you can definitely do it. And I think now, you said it right there, smaller teams, they, God, they need the money. They have to survive. Um, and, and fans being back in some capacity will, uh, will, will, will give them a bit of a financial boost, if not, if not save them. I think you, you using Tottenham as an example is actually almost a perfect one. From I've never been, but from what I've heard, it's a very, um, a very tight-knit area. Tottenham and where the stadium is all of the um, all of the public transport is becomes very very crowded very very quickly and that's the reason why it's going to be one or two thousand maybe three or four thousand fans going into even grounds of that size because you need to have that space on all levels 
to get to the ground. A lot of people will be getting on the tube. They will be getting on the train. They will be getting on the bus. And not everyone lives yeah. in Tottenham that supports Tottenham. You know, Ali is a perfect example of that. So yeah. I think they have to take it over overly cautious. But regardless, it, there's fans in, fans getting into the grounds again. It's great, great to see. And there was a nice moment that was going around on probably on Twitter. I don't know. I saw it somewhere. It wasn't Twitter. Um, of of the Wickham manager clapping to the fans and just a, a beautiful moment of football feeling a bit more like football again. Um, speaking of football. Feeling like football again. Celtic fans have supposedly been rioting outside Parkhead. Um, have you sure seen the footage? Call it a riot. I have. I wouldn't really call it a riot. It was quite yeah. well behaved in that sense. But to protest Neil Lennon and the dog shit form that they're in, quite frankly, they've been terrible by their own standards and, and by quite a lot of other teams' standards. Um, they got knocked out of the cup by Ross County. Um, <laughs> just funny moments <laughs> from the supposed riots. Um, someone picked up one of the gated fences, uh, the temporary fences, and there's a picture that had been put on Twitter, and someone commented on it saying, "What, the, what the fuck's this guy doing with a with a shark?" Because the way that it was shaped, it looked like he was holding up a shark in his hands, and it just yeah, just get get through the Clyde. By every, it's so funny. But Celtic fans booing random cars. Not sure if there's a player or a manager in there at all. It's pretty entertaining to watch. Um, they are terrible and have lost 4-2 tonight. They've not been, uh, you know, they've been miserable in Europe, knocked out of the cup. I, I do think they need to sack him. And it's it's quite nice to see the best teams, especially when we've spoken about this situation with Scottish football before, seeing the top teams actually get those losses and make it a little bit more interesting. Well, Jack, um, as a as the resident Hearts fan, as a, a non-old firm fan, uh, I am loving the capitulation of Celtic. Um, I'm sure we will have Celtic fans who listen, so please keep listening, as we always say when we, we slag off a team. Um, but no, I am enjoying the capitulation of Celtic because Scottish football needs it. Ross County beating Celtic in the in the in the League Cup was monumental. It was. For me, it was it, not as impressive as when uh, Ross County's big rivals, uh, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle, did it in the Scottish Cup because at that time, ICT were not were not nowhere near the team that they are these days. These days, they are uh, perennial championship and 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 quite often premier uh, premiership team. Ross County, of course, being in the premiership, but their budget is. It's, it's, it's minuscule compared to Celtic, as we alluded to on this pod before. Ross County, they only sign guys called Ross. That's not technically true, but it seems to be part of their mantra. <laughs> and my other fun fact with Ross County, uh, my two favourite facts about Ross County is, one, their stadium holds more people, uh, has more seats than there are people in the town of Dingwall, where they're based. Uh, mm-hmm. And they once, uh, they once deleted their own website, uh, so they couldn't actually <laughs> sell tickets because they just deleted their own website. But no, it, it's it's that's monu- that's massive uh, for for the game in Scotland. In regards to the fans, Jack, I, I I it wasn't a riot, but it was pretty unacceptable. We are going through a pandemic, whether we like it or not. And I'm sorry, but Celtic losing to Ross County, Celtic capitulating as a team for me is not um it's not worthy enough to. Uh, to turn up en masse to scream abuse, as you said at car, they didn't even know if the players were in the cars. It could have just been the, it could have just been, I don't know, a cleaner going home. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they're cleaning, but um, <laughs> you know, but uh, Ross County got stuck in the stadium. That the police wouldn't allow Ross County to leave either. It's a really, really bad look. It's also entitled. It, it make it, it makes Celtic fans seem entitled. They've had ten years of success, and suddenly it starts to go wrong, and they act 
honestly, to me, not all Celtic fans. Uh, I've got a very close f- a friend of mine who's a Celtic fan who is furious at Lennon, furious at the way Celtic's going, but wouldn't dream of turning up at Celtic Park to protest. But it's just entitled, and it's you know, it's 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 petulant if you ask me. I agree, Neil Lennon has to go. I hope he doesn't, because I think it benefits Scottish <laughs> football if he doesn't, because Celtic will keep being terrible. He's completely lost the plot. Celtic um, seem unwilling to adapt. Um, but it's, 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 it's great. Ross County beating Celtic. And I think that was a sad thing as well. It's the story should have been about Ross County, but it's not yeah, because no, of what no, Celtic fans should, did. Yeah, Ross yeah, County definitely. deserved that win. They were brilliant. And Ross County have been pretty damn awful this year. Um, so, no... I'm glad you brought it up because, um, yeah, I really wanted to rant about that, actually. So thanks thanks for that, Jack. There Jane. you go. Um, quick one as well. I've just decided um, we should have a new segment where we just pick teams for Jeremy to support. Uh, so I've just written a small <laughs> list already. So we've got Coventry Wasps in the rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got your your English team, Luton Town. Oh. And, <laughs> of course, your your Scottish team, Cowden Beath. So it's <laughs> going well. So, so any list? Please, got- Jack. I'm just going to say a man considering he's a man that loves a jersey as well yeah. and he, you know he likes the colours he likes the it needs to be a good jersey you've managed to pick Tangerine Orange in Luton <laughs> yeah. you've yep. managed to pick yeah. London Wasps well you sorry Coventry Wasps London Wasps terrible who literally look like wasps so it is yellow <laughs> yeah. and black stripes and, that's correct um, Pittsburgh Steelers yeah exactly and uh, and you pick Calvin B through the blue Brazil so <laughs> you've yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you've nailed it. I don't dis- but it. I don't discriminate, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. There you go. Did, wasn't there an Irish team too with a funny name? Uh, Munster. Yeah, Irish you're. Oh yeah, Munster. write that down. You're Irish team Munster. Right, I'll put that down there. Munster. Munster. Yeah. Good there memory. we go. So yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, answers on a postcard. If there's a team you would like Jeremy to support, please all our teams. Oh, on I Instagram. will. Yeah. No problem. And I'll write it down, and then I think the. The plan will be eventually we'll just get you a jersey from every single, or we'll get you one bit of merch Something. from every single one of these teams. So that's a good shout. That is good, um, Jack. That was brilliant. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, last thing I want to say on the Celtic debacle at Celtic Park. Park is you just said it. Fans coming back to games in England. Fans have already been coming back to games at Scotland, albeit very few and at very few games. Ross County they have had. I think they were only allowed three hundred, but they've had a game with three hundred fans. Aberdeen had some fans. These are areas of Scotland with lower tiers. Uh, uh, you know, uh, for uh, non-British people listening, that's just areas of the UK that have lower rates of COVID compared to uh, Edinburgh and Glasgow, where the main population is, and we all like to sneeze on each other. It would appear. Um, but this isn't going to help. The Scottish government are known to be quite anti-football at times. Um, they are known not to, uh, you know, when, when Aberdeen players um, went to a pub, when Bully Ball and Goalie uh, went to Spain, um, uh, Nicola Sturgeon, our, our first minister, was very, very critical. I, I fear that these are moments that will stop fans from being allowed to come back to games in Scotland because, quite frankly, the authorities and the police won't, won't trust us. And it, it, it's disappointing. I don't know if you agree with that, Jack, but um, that was just my, my last bit on my rant against uh, these Celtic fans who turned up at Celtic Park. Uh, I do agree because Aberdeen have just asked for fans to be in two of their games in the next three weeks and have been denied. So, oh, yes, well, there we go. It's happening. Yeah. It, and, it, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, the Celtic fans are Celtic fans are Celtic fans. It's not just that, but they're not helping their cause, are they? You want to be in the ground and shout at your players instead of shouting at a potential player's car stop being a twat stay at home watch it on the telly no but but this is what it is stop being a twat 
No, it is. No, I laugh, but it's true. Stand outside with 300 of your friends who aren't happy as well. Go home, sit and wait, and then get your opportunity when you get it. You know what I mean? Like, of these people, I bet some of them aren't even season ticket holders. Do you know what I mean? They're not. They're just people there to complain. They want to have something to do, and Celtic has given them a reason to do it. Like, just wait it out and give everybody their chance to go and watch football again. England are a little looser, so they're allowing it to happen, but. I haven't heard of any of these kind of things happening in England. So, Also, it's 2020. Everyone just insults people on social media. You know, get with the times, Celtic fans. God, what are we doing? Jeremy, um, I'm conscious me and Jack did a lot of of talking there. And I know we've had feedback that a lot of people like your Canadian accent. So I want to get you involved. (laughs) Uh, What is the most, um, what is the most like, that's that's true, by the way. Really? Um, What is, yeah, absolutely. But no, I promise you. Um, what is uh, the, the the North American team that you think that the fan base would um, not care for a pandemic and just riot against their team should they start to capitulate in a similar fashion we're seeing from Celtic? I don't think there's any comparison to the way fans act here to the way that they act there. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's an <laughs> absolutely <laughs> different world. There's no one showing up with hatchets to Philadelphia Philly games, so uh, <laughs> I'm not sure there really is one. What about their mascot? He looks like he'd turn up with a hatchet. Oh, the fanatic. Oh, no, that's yeah. not the Phillies. That's the. No, I'm thinking of the. Oh, Philadelphia the as a whole has great mascots. They got the fanatic. Uh, if you remember, in Always Sunny, he beats up Charlie. And then I think you're. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Gritty, the Flyers mascot. I am. I'm yeah. thinking of Gritty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Green man. Exactly. No, yeah. you're right, Jeremy. It's uh, it's it's utter madness over here. I think people just see us as a picture postcard, but trust me, we are mental. Boys, that was a great catch-up on sport. Let's move on to a new segment. It's Yale's Surprise of the Week, Jeremy Kudel. <laughs> okay. Uh, Yale asks us, and uh, I'm not 100% sure that you'll understand, Ali, but I think that at least Jack will here. So. Uh, Yale asks if... NFL running backs Adrian Peterson and Nick Chubb adopted a kid together. Would they hyphenate the last name to be Chubb Peterson? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Banger yeah, of a question. That oh, is unbelievable. They, they absolutely have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could they not? Uh, amazing. <laughs> Agreed. Great, great oh, question. Yeah. Excellent work by Yale there. Yeah, that is Yale. brilliant. Hats off. Clever guy was, at times. Very funny. Yale. Yeah, <laughs> burnt his feet though. Burnt his feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we got to get confirmation on that. In my mind, he's yeah, like, like you know, the mummies wearing the stuff around them, <laughs> just around his feet. But I don't imagine it was actually like that. Uh, but we will uh, find yeah, out. Was... Also, fun, another fun fact about Yale: wears work boots constantly, even in the summer. Wears shorts and <laughs> massive, like size 13, 14 work boots all the time. Never really been able to understand why. I had a good friend of mine, uh, Aiden, who, uh, who probably doesn't listen in all honesty, but a uh, great guy. Uh, he wears uh, he wears jeans no matter what the weather is. Like he was in Australia for two years, and he just only wore jeans the whole time he was there. Seriously, could not yeah. do that. God, that's a nightmare. I'm wearing shorts yeah. now, and it's like minus six outside. Anywho, yeah. um, on that fantastic note, on my good friend Aiden, shout out if you are listening. Uh, let's move on to uh, Christian, friend of the show. Christian has sent us a friend of the show, and also uh, a huge fan of the show, despite Jeremy not believing this. Uh, he sent us a question, which is uh, our bold prediction in sport. Am I right, Jeremy? Yeah. 
All right, perfect. You were pulling some faces at me. I, th- I thought I'd got it wrong. No, um, I was just pretending I didn't know that he was asking something again. I like asking. <laughs> Not really funny when you can't see me, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast. Uh, but I like that you always catch when I make faces. Hey, you are good at uh, that. Yeah. yeah, I'm just... Yeah, I'm just... I don't know. It's, it's normally when I'm speaking, so... I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jeremy's not happy with this one. Uh, Jack, what's your bold prediction of uh, of the week? Of, of Yeah, yes, Christian's question. Bold prediction, sport, talk. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, so as I said earlier, it was to do with something that we were talking about before, but about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I... My bold prediction is that they will not win a playoff game this season. They will lose wow. the first opportunity to play in the playoffs. Their run has been a series of poor teams. They've played some slightly better teams, but offensively they've had they've been quite shaky at times. Um, while they've also been brilliant, but their defense is is the reason why they've they've gotten to this point so far for me. Their offense is 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 great, but. I feel like it's going to come up against a decent team, and they will lose. Um, some of some of it to back that up at the moment. If they do stay unbeaten, or if they do manage to beat Kansas City in terms of a record, they obviously get a, a bye initially, which will then lead them to play either at the moment either Buffalo or Cleveland. Now, to me, Buffalo wins that game against Cleveland, and they they lose to the Bills. Um, if they you know if they do get beaten out by Kansas City. They end up playing someone more like Miami or Indianapolis. Miami's defense has been pretty damn good in the last few weeks. Indianapolis, I'm not sure they'll make the playoffs, but I just I think after a run like that against a series of poor teams, they're going to meet up against a good team, and they're going to struggle. So Pittsburgh Steelers lose in the playoffs the first chance they get. I like that because normally we don't answer these questions, but you really have, and you've gone bold. That is bold. I like it. I like it a lot, Jeremy. Do you agree? Uh, no. God, no. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, brilliant. Jeremy, do you have a bold prediction? Yeah, the Bills are going to miss the playoffs this year. Oh. Whoa. No, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> uh, just for having a little fun crazy. with Jack there. No, uh, mine is not going to happen anytime soon. Not, not until the end of April, in fact. But I, I, I predict that six quarterbacks are going to be taken in round one of the NFL draft this year, which would be the most in quite a while. But every year you think there's less and less teams that need a new quarterback, and then you watch the games and you go like, oh, I, never mind. There's more and more that need them. Uh, and there's a lot of good prospects this year. So I think it'll end up being six. Interesting. How many do you reckon are going in the first, in the first ten picks, though? Uh, four. Yeah. Okay. Which one uh, am I yeah. selecting from my dynasty so, team? So so I might as well just say who they are instead of just leaving it uh, mysterious. So Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> Justin Fields from Ohio State, uh, Zach Wilson from BYU, Trey Lance from North Dakota State, um, Mac Jones from Alabama, and Kyle Trask from Florida. Interesting. Who, uh, Jeremy, who was the guy from BYU? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. He won't have been drinking this year. Remember, so remember he's the Mormon Manziel. Yeah, I'm going to pick him, Zach Wilson. Thank you. Um, brilliant my bold prediction uh, Autumn's Nation Cup this weekend we're getting into the, the playoffs kind of a weird system won't really explain it too much uh, my bold prediction is Wales are going to lose to Italy Wayne Pivak will Oof. then be fired 
He will then be fired before the Six Nations and uh, perennial son of Wales, the, the, the god, the Welsh god that is Alan Wynne-Jones, will defect to Cuba because of the embarrassment. That is my bold <laughs> prediction. Um, Wales, are, Wales are transitioning as a team. They've got Wayne Pivak, uh, who was Scarlet's uh, head coach, who's come in after Warren Gatland. It was a thankless task because Warren Gatland is, is a legend in Wales. Um, but I think if there's any game, if, if there's any team right now that Italy could beat, if they were to turn up like they did against Scotland, it would be Wales. It would be Wales, and I just wonder if if the Welsh Rugby Union will have the nerve to keep Wayne Pivak. Jeremy, earlier on, I said we wanted to hear from you more, and then I proceeded to speak over you for most of it. So I'm so sorry about that. Um, so instead, <laughs> as and to for, you know, as an apology, I'd like you to host a quiz. <laughs> sure. I, I think I'm gonna be the one who owes the apology after this. Uh, <laughs> Very stupid quiz. However, uh, it could be fun. So let's give it a shot. So today's quiz is probably no surprise to everyone. It's, it's wrestling-centered. I'm going to yes. say a quote, and you're going to tell me if it's either the catchphrase of a wrestler, something they said once, uh, if it's something I've just made up, uh, or if it's something someone else said. So basically, did a wrestler say it or no? So number one. I'll keep, sco- I'll keep score. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Number one. I've got a Stay out of my... W- <laughs> so see if Jack can keep his hot streak going here. Yeah. Number one. Stay out of my way or you'll pay. <laughs> Listen to what I say. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh, God. Brilliant. Why do I feel like I know so, what that is? So, sorry, Jeremy. Very quickly, this is either a, this is either like a slogan or they said this <laughs> or you made it yeah, up. Yeah, it's their catchphrase or it's something yeah. they said in a one-off or it's just not from a wrestler. And it's not right, I'm going to say... So, basically, say was- wrestler or nor. Or okay, no, I'm say this was a one-off. This was a one-off, and I'm going to say it was said by um, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, Jack looks very deep in thought here. Uh, why do I feel like that's a quote from Billy Madison? Hey, make your guess, and then you'll find out. I feel like that's a quote from Billy Madison. Is that what you're going with? Yes. It's actually a quote from Happy Gilmore, Jack. And oh it's my sure God, it's so close. <laughs> 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 I knew it. Brilliant. I knew I'd heard it somewhere. I could see you, you some hay and... perk up as soon as... Exactly, yeah. What do you say? Uh, number two. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. So your dad's buddy says, if you don't <laughs> yeah, cheat, yeah. you're only cheating yourself. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. I'm going to say this is... Uh, this was Luke Lucas in the Yukon. Oh, I'm going to take wrestler. I'm going to take wrestler. Point for Jack. This was Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yes. Eddie Guerrero is great as well. On oh, mm-hmm. on. 2-0 Jack. Pimpin' ain't easy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where's that come from? I, I think that's the rest there as well. I want it to be a slogan. Just a really controversial slogan from the 90s. I'm pretty yeah, sure I'll, a... I'll go with slogan. Jack, what'd you say? Uh, it's a it's a wrestler, definitely a wrestler. <laughs> like, slow, slow. It was a wrestler, the no, Godfather. The... There you go. Was it a slogan or was it was it? Did no, you say he said it, it a lot. He said it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pimp in character, and he would bring out different prostitutes oh. from every city with him. Oh God. <laughs> 
Oh, and it was in the nineties when it was Ali. WWF. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they get away with everything before they start saving the right. <laughs> Next, who yeah. do you think you are? I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. I think that's that is dumb enough to have been a wrestling slogan. I think <laughs> there's some really fucking bad ones. Yeah, I'll go with a. I'll go with a wrestler. I'll go with a. I'll be said on stage. You're both wrong. This was professional bowler Pete Weber. <laughs> After he was finished he... a perfect, perfect game or got a strike or something, he just screams it out. Was this? Was yeah? Was this the famous clip where he just loses his mind and yeah, just starts? Yeah, yeah I he... did it. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so bad that even his wife was embarrassed or something. Exactly. Like Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Next one. I think it's three, I'm not two, Mother Jack. Teresa. No. Four two. I'm not Mother Teresa, but I'm not Charles Manson either. I'm going to say this is uh, this is from Always Sunny. I'm going to say that's out of the mouth of Mick Foley or Cactus Jack or one of his alter egos. So Jack is wrestler, Ali is non-wrestler? Correct. Mm-hmm. This was Mike Tyson. No. Oh! Who did wow. appear in wrestling. However, he didn't say oh, this Oh, hang on. Oh. It wasn't then. It wasn't then. Oh, okay. So, uh, just, so do just I get a regular point? boxing. Do I get review. a half point because he's a he spends his life he, in the ring? No. 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 <laughs> Next, say your prayers and eat your vitamins. <laughs> I believe this was my mother uh, when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say not a wrestler. Uh, I'm going to stick with wrestler. Point for Jack. This was Hulk Hogan. Hero. Next. I would rather hurt a man than love a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I feel like I'm saying wrestler every time. Yeah. They sound like wrestlers. I know they do. Jeremy, you've done very well here. Thank you. And I will again say wrestler. Yeah, I'm going to say wrestler too. Oh, then you both get a point, because this was Mick Foley. Ah! Ah, there you go. Where would we rate Mick Foley's entrance music in the top five of all time? I think it's Oh, yeah, it was a great one. Oh, yeah, with the car crash at the beginning. Yeah. I, I don't, you don't need me to sing it. Sorry, please continue. <laughs> okay, next. Oh, yeah? How about I kick you in the nuts? <laughs> Ah, I think this was you to Brandon when we were playing park <laughs> softball or whatever we were doing. Oh, dear. Um, and I'm going to say wrestler. Uh, well, I'll, yeah, I'm going to say not wrestler. This was not a wrestler. This was a guy in Wendy's when I was in high school. When like, another guy tried to cut in line. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yale will remember that, and he was there for it, too. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you, the real winner here is the city of Portland. Every time I come, it gets harder to leave. I think you put something in the water. Oh, I feel like I've heard um, that before. I'm going to say this was Tim when he was at his sixth strip club. Uh, uh, I'll go with wrestler. This was, again, Shooter McGavin. <laughs> oh, no way. That's why I've heard it before. <laughs> do I get a point for saying not wrestler? Yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. 
And I, that's the last shooter one, so don't worry. I had a couple more, but I figured two was enough. Okay, here's one. <laughs> if it ain't white, it ain't right. That is, uh, I know the answer, I think. Jack, I'll let you go first. Oh. I feel like there's some pressure on this now. Uh, wrestler. Well, I've what I've done is do what I do best. I've sold it like I know it. I'm probably wrong, but I know that Phil Dunphy in Modern Family said this. Something not a wrestler. Uh, well, in in this context, it was a wrestler called Kerwin White, and that was his catchphrase. Yes. <laughs> That's ludicrous. When was this? Was this the nineties? Probably two thousand three, four. Oh my god! Come on, wrestler. <laughs> okay, a couple more. Uh, next. I come out, I throw trash all over the place, and then I start eating garbage. <laughs> I know exactly what that is. <laughs> I'm going to say then from Jack's reaction, it's not a wrestler. Uh, Jack? <laughs> that is the trash man. So That is the trash yes, man. Yes. The Frank yes, Reynolds. Technically, you both get a point, I think, because it is a wrestler, but it's from a TV show. <laughs> So one oh, point okay. to each we'll of you. We'll both get a point uh, then. All right. Okay, and last great. last one here. I have balls the size of grapefruits, and you'll be spitting out the seeds. <laughs> oh, I, wrestler. I, yeah, I feel like I've heard that again. Um, for the because Ali said wrestler, I'll say not wrestler, just for the sake. This is this is not only a wrestler, the owner of the company, Vince McMahon. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what our total points were there. Hopefully, one uh, of you kept uh, well, Did any, any of us get a point for the for the last one there? Sorry. Yeah, sure. Uh, whoever said yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Jack won. Ah. So the hot streak continues. Jack Green, well done. Good job, Jack. And one that I found while I was looking. is an American singer, songwriter, multi instrumentalist, and producer. What was that? Siri or that was creepy. Alexa or whoever you Alexa are. just started telling me about Jack White. Jack White. If it's what is it, what was the so saying? Kerwin, what was the Kerwin saying? White? If you're not if what is it? If you're not white, <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> Something like that. Not worth repeating. That is one of the worst. Uh, okay, and, and just a quote I found by The Rock while I was looking up wrestler quotes, and I thought it was really funny. Uh, so it goes like this. The Rock says this. If The Rock hits you, he'll kill you. If he misses, the wind behind the punch will give you pneumonia, and you'll die anyway. So the choice is yours, Jabroni. <laughs> Jabroni. Jabroni. Oh. Brilliant. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Curo, thank you very much. That was yeah, brilliant. a brilliant quiz. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, once good, again, good. Jack, hot, the hot streak. I don't know what you're on now. Six or seven in a row, Jack. At least. Let's just say. You are just dominating. I'll have to host the next one just to give you guys a break. Well, yeah, I think so. I don't think... Have I ever won one? I don't think I have. I'm oh, sure you beat me in one, I Jeremy. I don't know. Maybe like episode two or something. I, yeah. I mean, to be, anyway. to be fair, I'm the scorekeeper. I almost always lose yeah. count anyway. So. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is they're all null and void. Uh, right, boys. Uh, fantastic pod, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you have enjoyed what you've heard so far. Let's end with our favourite top threes this week. It's top three teams we are completely indifferent with. Uh, Jeremy Curo, you can start. You can defer to your buddy, Jack. Yeah, go on, Jack. <laughs> Um, okay, so as always, I cheated a little bit with one of these. Um, I, I just, I, I'm not very good at getting it, getting it right. I started with Man City. <laughs> now, I used, I used to hate them, 
and then I used to love them, and now I don't care. So that's I've, I've gone I've gone full spectrum with Man City and found myself in the middle. Belfast so I used to hate them because because of the fact that you know they bought their way to where they are. Then I used to love them because they play incredible football, and you know some of the greatest players in the world are playing at Man City. And now I just seem to find myself just I just stopped paying attention to them whatsoever. Um, couldn't care less with anything that they do or or that comes from the club. Um, next one is the LA Lakers. Now I I don't I don't really follow basketball that much. We've obviously covered that enough times, but that it's a very popular thing. You know the the merch, the the branding, all of it, and they've they've clearly been very successful um, recently and in the past. I just not a care in the world for them at all. I used to own a pair of LA Lakers shorts, and I only bought those because they were a little bit longer than football shorts, and they were pretty comfortable. Um, not <laughs> not even a care for the colour scheme, if I'm honest. So oh. yellow is a bit odd. Jack, I feel tonight. I feel tonight we're borderline. This is not a podcast, but it's just a counselling session for you. <laughs> right next. Last one, last one is a team that I should hate um, because of because of the the, the division. Um, New York Yankees. It's a very similar line to the Lakers. It's a very the the you know merch wise. A lot of people invest themselves in it. Um, it's a brand. Um, I've just not ever cared for it at all. Like it just there's no reason. Like they're they're obviously a great team. And yeah, there you go, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy is wearing his Yankees hat. Um, the yeah, I just never really found it that interesting. They they've got some good players, but they're, they're not not different to any other ball club really in the in the league to me. Um, just another team in the division that happens to be better than my team. There you go. Wonderful. Um, I agree. I agree with all that. Uh, Jeremy Kudel. You know, Jack, yours really should just pin teams with like 500 records, right? Because if they sucked, you'd love them. If they're terrific, you'd hate them. So just, you know. Yeah, 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 that's true. I literally Like the Charlotte the Hornets, always a nine seed. Oh. Uh, I, I didn't choose three, uh, and I've not ordered them at all. So what I have is just <laughs> a list uh, well, it, it's in the spirit of, of the topic this week is because I, I don't care about them enough to rank them. So uh, here are okay. some teams. Uh, yeah. If you don't know the leagues they're in, it really doesn't matter because they're never going to be in the national news for being good uh, or relevant. So we have the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Minnesota Twins, the Anaheim Ducks, the Orlando Magic, the Detroit Lions, and a team that I just found out existed, the Colorado Rapids of the MLS. I have seen them play live. Unbelievable. Colorado Rapids. Seriously. I've seen them. They yep, uh, saw Seattle beat them, yeah. There you go. You could have told that me they were new this year and I would have believed it. Yeah, it's a terrible name. But yeah, it makes sense that you're indifferent. There you go. So there we go. <laughs> for whatever that means or whatever that's Thank worth. you, Jeremy. No, that is brilliant. Uh, as for me, um, I've gone with the Indiana Pacers of the NBA. Um, I've just, I've always I know they were a big team in the eighties, but yeah, I honestly no interest. I don't really care either way. I don't care who they get. I don't care how they do. They're just in the NBA. And <laughs> all right, fair play to them. Uh, next up, I've got the Indianapolis Colts uh, yeah. of the NFL. <laughs> you just the same. Like I honestly I honestly I don't care. 
who they sign. I don't. Do they win? I don't know. It doesn't matter. They they exist. Well done them. Uh, next up, I've kind of done what you boys have sort of just not not really done it right. I've gone for the Gary South Shore Railcats, who play <laughs> in the state of Indiana. Uh, who I only discovered. <laughs> who I only discovered about an hour ago, um, pre-pod. Um, I actually don't know what league they play, they play in, but uh, so there you go. I'm completely indifferent to them. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening once again. Uh, it's been a little bit silly tonight, but we hope you've enjoyed it nonetheless. We haven't seen each other for two weeks, and we got all giddy. Um, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a cheeky five-star review. We would be very grateful. Jeremy will give you a pint when you enter the Canadian borders once they are indeed open. Um, please hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think of the pod, any any feedback, uh, any thoughts, any questions, uh, any teams, more importantly, for Jeremy to support from your country. <laughs> Let us mm-hmm. know, and we'll start getting, uh, I think maybe, I don't know, next week, boys, we could start at Jeremy's teams he actually doesn't support roundup and uh, before you know it you will be a diehard coventry wasps fan um but thank you for tuning in we will be back in due course uh, i'm sure of it in the build-up to christmas jack green thank you and good night it's been a pleasure boys see you again soon jeremy curo thank you and good night see you boys nice one thanks everyone for listening Absolutely. I I have been Jack's Lakers shorts. And I'm just <laughs> and I'm just completely indifferent. <laughs> what's uh, what's on the cards? Jeez, oh, I just uh, I just went through <laughs> puberty, I think there. My vo- uh, my voice just broke. That was always going to happen. <laughs> most Wales chat we've had in a while. His name is Wayne. His name is Wayne. Wayne Pivak. Wayne Pivak. This song is terrible. But I don't know how to come up with better lyrics. Jack. Jackie, Jackie, Jacques. Jacques. Jack made a pedo joke. Jack Green, Jack Green, he's got a jelly bean. Jack Green, Jack Green, he's gonna put it in his spleen.